What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It is November 1st, 2021. Oh my God, it's November 1st. It's a fightful post show for WWE Raw. We are here to talk about a really good Raw. We're not going to talk football. We're going to talk Monday Night Rocks. That's not. That's what you all came to see. Uh, we got Denise Salcedo here. Denise, how you doing? I'm doing marvelous, Sean. Today's the greatest day of my life after yesterday. Sean, I got to tell you, I'll just be honest with you, Sean. I really thought that I was going to have to sit through yesterday, sit through today, being mocked at, being the butt of the joke. And turns out it's you because the Jets embarrassed. Just mute Denise. She's not the butt of the joke. She's just a butt. Um, they defeated your pathetic team, the Bungles. The Bungles. Sean, Sean, Sean. <clears throat> Number of playoff it's wins between uh, the Den Denise and the Bungles since I was born in 1992? Zero. Zero. Uh -huh. I'm not done yet. You know, it's it's weird that some I of the, the Jets uniforms had stripes prepared. on them yesterday as well, which is very, very interesting. I got to say, I was very impressed by the Jets uh, because their Halloween costumes were great. They went as a team that didn't suck ass for one day. And I was very Sean, impressed the by the Bungles that. have been sucking for thousands and thousands and hundreds of millions no, of haven't. years forever, Sean. No, I sucked for like three or four years. Let's mute Denise. Three or four years, Sean. Sean. She doesn't even know she's muted. It's it's magical. I have a million fun facts, Sean, and I can unmute myself. No, nah, that's that's okay. That's okay. We've got Sean. WWE raw to talk Raw's about tonight. <laughs> leave a Raw thumbs up subscribe terrible. tap that bell for notifications you can send in super chats it'll get your question or statement read on the air anakin says never forget denise skipped arthur ash to watch the jets and I lose made more money Cyclops says, how do y'all beat the Ravens but lose the Jets? Well, if you go back and you watch the helmet-to-helmet -helmet call at the end of the game, you'll see how, my friends. Sean, be more like be more like Rick Uchino. It is terribly Why? Defeated? Bro. Sad? Bro. Ex tired? Exhausted? Why, why do I want out. to be more like him? I'm just going to keep muting you as long as you yell in my ear Sean. about this. I got a fun fact. Let me pull it out, please. Do not mute me so I can get my fun facts Luis, in. Luis says a pure rule match, a pure rules match on Raw. Honor is real, damn it. What? All what right. do you what do you want to say, Denise? Get it over with. I just want to get my I have a bunch of fun facts. Here's the first one. Okay. So your beloved Bangles, Bungles. This is the first team in the season to blow a 10-point lead, Sean. 10-point lead with less than five so minutes to play. <laughs> I have more. I'm going to be pulling them out through the rest of the show. And I even wrote some down. Also, call Mike White Daddy. Listen, if you want to call White Mike your daddy, have at it. Remember when you used this one on me, Sean? Yeah, I did. Remember when you were feeling all brave and shit? Remember that, Sean. <laughs> Remember when you were feeling. Let's just be removed, Denise, from the entire podcast. Um, so right now, you can head over to FightfulMag.com. Look at that. Oh, you all see my, my dinner plate over there and my water jug. Check out the new Fightful Magazine at FightfulMag.com. Cover story, Darby Allen 
wrestling's next enigmatic star. I've got an interview with Dominic Mysterio. Taylor Hendricks did a great tribute to Daphne Unger. We got Shaza McKenzie writing in the Wrestlers Tribune, uh, retro gaming, wrestling mega fans, the return of Becky Lynch, a lot more. Go to fightfulmag.com. You guys are gonna love it. Plus the mailbag, all that good stuff. Denise, are you are you done? We, you know, we've got work to do. Yeah, and nobody cares because this was a terrible show today. Sorry, no, I, thought it, I, I thought it was good. I completely disagree with your take. I actually thought you were being sarcastic no, when I, I read en- your tweet. No, I enjoyed Raw tonight. I thought it was good. I mean, I, it wasn't like all good or anything, but. Sean, are you on the payroll? Yeah, who's I am. Who's your source? I need to know. Who's my source? Boy, so that was, just, that's going to take a long paying time. You? I need to know so that I can get on the payroll too. You're about to be off our payroll. If you don't <laughs> shut the hell up. I, I was supposed to be off yesterday. Anyway, uh, we've got plenty of uh, stuff to talk about tonight. Leave a thumbs up. Please donate a super chat and get your question or statement read on the air. Anakin says, Denise, one game does not make a team better. At least that's what I keep telling myself after Michigan, Michigan state. Uh, Oh, Shauna Walensky says, Denise, I have two words for you. But fumble. They won one game, not the Super Bowl. That's fine. Go Patriots. But here's the thing. Sean, you came in. You were the one who started it last week. You were all like, so, Denise, do you know what next week is? And I was like, what? You didn't even know. Yeah, I forgot. Because you're a Fairweather fan, and you just got muted. Your quarterback, the Jets are best known in the last decade for fumbling the ball off of their own lineman's asshole, Denise. Wow. I mean, Am yeah. Am I unmuted good. now? Yeah. Good, Sean, for, good for White Mike. Sean, you were so confident that the Bungles were going to win. Everybody you were was. ready to mock me. You were ready to make never. me. Yeah, you would. If this would be you right now, you would be celebrating so freaking hard. And you know what? I would have just been here, sitting here. And you know what? I would have taken it. I wouldn't have been all complaining on oh, the helmet, on oh, the mud fumble. I won. Denise, you don't know what a helmet is. Your, your big ass head could not fit into a helmet. So you don't even know what one is. Uh, Juan Ortiz says, when Sean versus Denise going to happen? Full gear or WrestleMania next year? Here's what will happen. I'll tell Denise I'll film a skit at both of those and then not film it either time. Kyle Collins says, Bill's going to do the Jets in two weeks. What Priest did to T-Bar tonight? And Nurguru says, Magic Mike White Lightning is goaded. No matter your opinion of Becky being a heel, this is the best we've seen of her in-ring. So much new stuff. Well, let's talk about that. We start. With a Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair. It's it's the video and the promo and all that. And then we get a match. Now, instinctively, Denise, when we hear this is kicking off Monday Night Raw, everybody thinks the same thing. Well, this is going to be a screwy finish and they'll just finish it off. However, as reported on FightfulSelect.com tonight, out of the show, not the plan at all. Uh, Big E, Kevin Owens was going to main event. This was not going to be a finish like that. I loved this match. This match felt like a pay-per-view match to me. Uh, Becky gets the win with the exposed turnbuckle and rolling up Bianca Belair. Were you being a hater, hater, alligator for this one? No, this was actually one of my favorite parts of Raw. I thought this was actually very, very good. There was a lot that I liked. Uh, Did you want to go over it or should I just start talking about everything that I liked? Go over what you liked, yeah. Okay, fine. So what I really liked about this match is the fact that, okay, first and foremost, here's where I want to start at, though. Okay, 
I did not like this match as much as I like the Charlotte Bianca match. I did think that the Charlotte Bianca match was better than this match. But this match, what I really liked about it was the fact that we basically got to see Bianca Belair come out and she was just doing like just basically showing off all of like the, her power moves and pretty much manhandling Becky Lynch. Now, the one thing that did take away from me from this match was because given that the entire match, Bianca Belair had the upper hand, it kind of felt to me like it was, I mean, I already knew that Becky Lynch was going to win. Like I wasn't expecting Becky Lynch to lose whatsoever, but still, like I think the way that the match went, the way that the match progressed, I obviously knew that Bianca Belair was going to get screwed somehow. And I was expecting some sort of faulty finish now I was expecting more of maybe like a DQ or just something like that so I am kind of glad that in a way that didn't happen at least but there was just like a lot that I like for example at the beginning we saw Bianca Belair essentially like carrying and like spinning Becky Lynch and just basically like Again, like I said, just like manhandling her. I like the standing moonsault that she did. That was really nice. I like the suplex that she did on Becky. The tug of war that she did with her hair where she like let go and her face yes. just like went right into the post. Uh, Her slamming her on the commentary table. And it was just like a lot of different stuff that they did here that I personally enjoyed. Was it as good as the Charlotte Flair match? No, but it was still a really good match. I would love if WWE kicked off Raw with more banger matches like this. Like... The, the videos, the, the six-minute entrances, the talking and all that stuff. All right. Okay. I'd rather start off with some action for a while because and, – and people can say, oh, well, it's been done the other way so long. Yeah, and look look where what's happened with viewership as a result. It's, it's in the toilet relatively compared to where it used to be. So I want to see more of this. I think that Bianca and Becky work so well together. You can't tell that Becky took a year and a half off. Cyclops is better than Wolverine says Bianca keeps losing made me quit raw for the night it's it's getting tough uh Denise like but if she's losing in a fashionable way I mean come on this entire match she dominated the entire sure. match and I prefer I honest because okay this is one of the things that I've been saying on all of these shows where it's like you hate like these DQ finishes that we see all the time right these interferences that we see okay there's been so many times on these shows where I'm like you know what I rather see somebody like you know put forth a great match look good in that match and lose in uh you know a more respectable manner than essentially you know have a Good match and then have it end in some way where you're just like well the last 10 minutes of my life didn't matter well let's that's unfortunately what they've conditioned a lot of people to think about bianca matches which shouldn't happen with somebody that talented let's go back to, to SummerSlam. here's here's her history since SummerSlam. lost in 26 seconds she then won the fatal four-way elimination match that next that week that was great that was awesome that's the only pinfall victory she has since since SummerSlam. That's it. Bianca and Becky went to a no contest at Extreme Rules. Sasha beat her on SmackDown. Went to a DQ against Charlotte the first go-around. No contest in the Can They Coexist tag match. DQ against Charlotte. Then it was Becky uh, winning at Crown Jewel. Then this. She has won one match via pinfall or submission since losing in 26 seconds. That doesn't instill a lot of confidence in the audience, and I know WWE thinks, oh, this is how we get them over. This is how we get them over. We screw them over. We screw them over. Well, not when you have her go out there and complain. She doesn't need to complain. She needs to whip people's asses. She needs to submit people. She needs to pin people. I like the direction they're kind of leaning on Drew on SmackDown. 
it's not going to get me super excited for him to have a title match, but they're having him beat people clean, pin them. And I just wish they would do that. Uh, but it doesn't seem like they're that keen on it. Kyle says, uh, Belair Lynch was fantastic. I'm fed up with roll up finishes. Seen them happen way too much. Yeah, I would have liked a different pin besides the roll up with the tights. Like, give me another pin and Becky holding the ropes or something. I do want to nitpick something. And I know that we see this a lot and we see a lot of like, you know, heels do this. And I know that obviously, you know, Becky's doing it. But the one thing that I didn't like about this match where it's like, okay, you have Bianca essentially like dominating her throughout the entire match. I did think that it took forever for Bianca to, for Bianca to start showing some frustration where like she should have been showing frustration way before to the point that she actually did. And then I don't like that they make Becky kind of look dumb in this in the sense where like she did like one move and I forgot what it was on uh Bianca and all of a sudden she goes for the pin and she's so shocked when she doesn't get it and I'm like Becky you're yeah you're a heel but you're not dumb like we all know you weren't gonna get the win there and I didn't like that portion of the match because I thought that it really kind of slowed the match down but then it picked right back up so for the most part I thought that this was a really good way to uh, to open up Raw this was one of the highlights Great of match. the show for me Cyclops says don't care how she loses she's been losing for four months that's what a lot of people see Nurguru says that Becky, along with Bailey and Sasha, are best at putting over talent and defeat. Like, honestly, she's so good at being an in-ring general. Yes, she is. She's outstanding at it. And Money Mark says 22nd or 26-second loss, no revenge, great storytelling. That's my issue. They took somebody they had built up. That's why, Denise, when I, I said, I think it was earlier this year, it was before SummerSlam, Vince McMahon doesn't build new stars and people said, oh, Bianca. And I was like, wait a second. Like, we're taking a seven-month sample size of a year and a half. Now now more than that. Uh, she's been up there on the main roster for 20 months now. And, like, seven or eight of those 20 months have been booked well, Denise. Like, that's it. And that's the other thing. And I'm, I'm going to talk about this more once we actually get to the women's tag team match, because I feel like that's where I have to bring it up. But we just go back to like you just mentioned having Bianca beat all of these girls. OK, great. But the problem is none of these other girls have been built up. If she beats, I don't know, Dana Brooke or something, is it going to mean anything? No, because they haven't, you know, built those people up. And she's just an example. But there's plenty of more examples where it's like, if you don't build other women up, like, that's why we had to get Becky versus Bianca today, because there wasn't anything else. What other options are there? Oh, boy, are we about to get to that? So Liv Morgan pops up, and I love Liv Morgan. I think she's really good in the ring. But Becky's backstage saying, I do whatever it takes to hold on to the title. She can get in the back of the line. I need some new people. And then Liv Morgan pops up. Well, there are two people, Liv Morgan and Apollo Crews, who showed up and challenged for titles tonight that won on main event. You would never know it because they never reference main event on this show. Apollo beat John Morrison on main event. That's a good win. I'll talk about that later. Liv got a win on tonight's main event. They won't reference it. So, to most people, they just look like people who have lost to Carmella twice in a row or Nakamura eight times in a row. And that sucks. Because you can just have them ready. Have them win matches. That's what main event is for. That's what the undercard is for. Just have, like, did Liv really need to lose two matches in a row to Carmella? She couldn't have just won that feud? See, and I get your point about main event. I truly, truly get your point. But here's the problem and why that doesn't, like, to me, why it doesn't matter. Because it's like, 
okay, let's say someone is getting all these wins on main event. They've made main event mean absolutely nothing. They have never, I mean, maybe aside from Mansoor, who else have they actually said like, oh, this is what they did on main event? Anybody else? Even, I don't even think they mentioned Did they even, did they even mention the Monster thing? No, they, hell no. They defeated for they 40 completely, matches. They no, completely yeah, they did. No, they completely no-sold his winning streak. Are you and sure? They no-sold his winning streak and then beat him the second week he was on the show. Like, they, they I don't even think they mentioned it at all. I thought they did. I and this was mentioned the 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 streak, didn't they? I don't, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. But, I mean, this was the show that had the Wyatt family... Versus the Shield at one point, main event did. <laughs> no, I'll be was honest, a- I haven't seen one episode of main event in my oh, life. Sean. You, I'm sorry. Surely you watched the Wyatt Family and the Shield when it was on there. I did not watch main event at all. You didn't. That I match. mean, I've seen clips of stuff, but like I have not watched a main event show. That's worth you going back and and watching. That was like one of the best WWE TV matches ever. But just say, live won a match on main event against Tamina. Just say it. Let people know it exists. Like, why do they ex- act like it? It's so weird. It's like that show's living in the basement, chained up, and they're feeding it every once in a while, but they don't want anybody to know about it. That's what I'm saying. I would not have known had you just told me right now. Exactly. I had no idea she beat Tamina on main event until right now. This second, I just found out. Yep. Oh, man, we've got a bunch of super chats. Nacho Man Normie Summer says, we're getting Bianca, Becky, at least two more times with Liv Morgan sprinkled in. Probably a coexistence tag team match. Queso Blanco on my nachos tonight, in case you were wondering, stay juicy. Yeah, I imagine we'll probably get that as well. Uh, Mad or bad one, Jam Beard says, Bianca is losing so much. This feud's killed a lot of my interest in her. Now she needs to stay away from Becky for a while. And she's she's a top star. She'll have to wrestle Becky. That's just what that's how they have people slotted. Richie Goodacre says, Bianca Becky, no DQ after ref clearly sees the turnbuckle. Ray gets DQ'd when the ref saw nothing. This was puzzling. Well, the ref did see. No, he didn't. When they showed the replay, he was like, it was all happening behind him. I'm like, unless his eye goes all the way back there, the angle in which the camera was, it almost looked like the referee didn't see anything. Well, I mean, also, the the ref shouldn't be stupid either. I think they should be smarter. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, as far as the exposed turnbuckle, there's a bit of a precedence of that not being a DQ there. But Volob says, that's right, pal. I came here for Monday Night Football Talk, not Monday Night Raw, because F all that happened on that show. No, I didn't. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Jam Beard. do this show with Alex now, Sean. Jam Beard says, main event mean, meaning nothing, while dark helps lead to title feuds. Just another point to show AEW's booking is better. Denise, how many times have you heard people say, oh, they just pad people's records on, on dark? It's fake. It's not a real show. That's the purpose of the show is to pad the records. And because, like, somehow we are told that that should be worse than them just completely ignoring the records. No, get people reps, get people wins, let them do their really cool moves and crush people. How oh, you don't get it? Yeah, I'm sorry. I think that that's a good way to, like you said, give people wins, help people get better and just like over. And here's the thing, though, is that they do mention, you know, stuff about, you know, fun facts from Dark on, you know, on Rampage and Dynamite and all of that. And like not very often, but every now and then they say, yeah, they have the crawl with the results and everything. Yeah, every so often, if it counts, they put it in there. But I just think that like that's the thing, though, is that they've actually 
told the story though that dark actually means something and that dark elevation means something and you see it because you see guys that you don't normally let's say you don't watch dark and dark elevation right and then you see these guys get these opportunities with some of the bigger you know bigger names on the roster and you're like well why is this guy getting a title uh not a title shot but why is this guy getting an opportunity in this match oh well you know he did all of this this and that on dark and dark elevation all right cool i understand moving on you know Brandon Rosen says, wins and losses don't matter in WWE, so why would we expect them to reference main event? Okay, I want to address this. I'll do respect, Brandon. I, it is so weird to me when people say, why do you expect? Oh, you act surprised. No, I don't expect them to. No, I'm not surprised. I had somebody on their Patreon exit survey says, Sean acts surprised when WWE booking sucks. No, I'm not surprised. I want them to do better. I like, what do you expect me to do? Come here completely apathetic after sitting through three hours of Raw every Monday and be like, well, guys, this sucks some more. Oh my God. No, I want it to be better. I want this to be good. Like, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Someone really put that on their exit survey? Yes. It's the weirdest, most apathetic bullshit 
I've ever heard. Yes, I want this to be better. Yes, tomorrow I want Vince McMahon to wake up and say, God damn it, pal. You know what? I would like main event to start mattering a little bit. It doesn't have to be must watch, but maybe we can do it to get people some wins and then reference it on Raw. Well, that's the thing. If you're wasting time and effort and all of that into main event, you might as well make it seem be make it be something and yeah. incorporate it into the show, at least just a tad bit. Yep. Cyclops says, I have loathed Becky since the heel turn. Big yikes. Well, we got a bunch of main event comments too. Anakin says, that's why people comparing dark to main event is always stupid. Dark matters. Britt got her title shot because of dark. Omega as champ wrestled a tag. I mean, they could have a lot of people wrestle on that show, get win. That's all it takes. Just put them on the show. Kyle says, talking about main event and them not mentioning it makes AEW constantly referencing dark and dark elevation even more important. And KE775 says, WWE should make main event more meaningful so they can showcase talent not on the show like Cross, Lee, and Knox. T-Bar should have been featured more. He's great that way. You can present talent better. I mean, that's that's all you got to say is Hollow Cruz picked up a few wins on main event. That's it. Sean, I just and I not I just real not that I just realized something, but I just remembered that I need to say that like why are we expecting a mention though of main event when you have people being called up from NXT, you know, to the Raw SmackDown yeah. roster, and we hear nothing of their accolades. They could have been building up all these accolades for Keith Lee. They could have mentioned that he was a double champion. Did they even mention well, Vince that? Well, Vince barely watches that show. Well, that's what I'm saying. Very, like, very it's something boring. that you would mention, though. So I could be like, oh, man, this guy was sure. a double champion. Hell, you know, I don't watch NXT, but I'm going to pay attention to this guy. You know, there's people out there like that. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, they're not going to make any mentions of this, you know, whatever guys and accolades they have on NXT. Why are we expecting them to do that for main event? White or Western Kentucky's Mike White says they should treat uh, main event like AW treats dark. Maybe recap it for 30 seconds on Raw. They have three hours to fill. I don't even care if they recap it. Just acknowledge that it exists. That's it. Lots of Jets uh, super chats. Uh, Mike White again says Raw was decent, but Sean, it wasn't as glorious or grand as that Jets victory yesterday. Ken Shiro says, this might be the only time you ever hear me say this, but for the love of God, start talking about Raw. Tim Drake says, great to see a New York Jets fan on a Fightful Raw review. Go Jets. She's dressed as one for Halloween. She doesn't know shit about the Jets. You're CM, just mad, Sean. You're just mad. I mean, I am. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was miserable. Jambeard says, Sean, the refs have been making bad calls all year for every team. That's hardly an excuse for a first place <laughs> team to lose to a craptacular team. Nah, buddy, you did not watch that call if you're saying that. That was one of the most egregiously bad helmet-to-helmet John, calls. In the the let's let's, let's hit the mute. One of the worst helmet-to-helmet calls in the history of the NFL, as repeated by literally every analyst. And also, let's get Denise out there. Also, doesn't matter how good or bad your team is. You win by one point, you lose by one point, that's it. Doesn't matter how good or bad they are. So your CM? team's been bad for centuries, bro. They don't even have a Super they Bowl They haven't win. existed for Sean. centuries. Oh, my God. You're so obnoxious. CM says, More friendly reminder that. that less than 10 days ago, the Jets lost by 41 points. Yeah, and it makes the, the it makes the Bungles losing them. To the Patriots with their own Worse. rookie QB. It's QB. more embarrassing Quit for yelling. you. Let's mute this. 
Mr. Andrews says people want Roman to be the champ for years, but I'll worry. I worry it ends with him losing to an established part-timer. They haven't built anyone up to beat him. Uh, Denise, I don't think that that's necessarily a red flag. They're going to have a part-timer like beat him. Like, I'm sorry. What was the question? Maybe if you'd listen, you would know. I can't. You keep muting. I me muting you doesn't mean you can't hear me. No, Denise. but it loses my focus, so I stop paying attention. Do you think they're setting up Roman Reigns to lose to a part timer? I don't. I don't think no, him I losing. Don't think so. I don't think him losing is even in the cards yet, at all. And Jam Beard says, "I agree. The call was one of the worst all year, but never should have been that close in the first place. Doesn't matter. Win by one, lose by one. That's all it takes." Orlando says, I got to say, I thought Raw was good tonight. Love Becky versus Sasha, or I think you mean Becky versus Bianca. Good match between KO and Big E. They're not a sponsor tonight. Please put that down. Good match between KO and Big E. Sean, are your feelings hurt right now? No, you're annoying, Denise. (laughs) Sean, your feelings are hurt. Denise, you know what you remind me of? You remind me of a woman who flew from L.A. to New York to watch a Jets game. Isn't that sad that that's the only attack you have on me? You're reaching now. It's a hell of an attack, Denise. You flew to watch the Jets lose three days before Danielson and Omega. People are going to turn off this show, Denise. Let's talk about wrestling. Then your team should have won and people wouldn't be turning off the show. Oh my God. This is painfully annoying. Muted. Macho man, Normie Summers says, why can't they cut back on promos and have Bearcat T-Bar wrestle for 10 minutes? Does Vince even know how good that shit is? Denise, Bearcat wasn't even on the show tonight. No, he wasn't. I mean, that seems like a pretty rough follow-up well you know what well i was gonna say you know what they don't have to like always put everything on every show but then again it is a three-hour show so they do have time so never mind i take back that argument pedro says i want to cry i do because this is the worst review show we've ever done kinshira says who gets what after the divorce denise can keep all that horrible jets bullshit that's for sure we got people cheering for the patriots denise (laughs) Wearing Jets merch, merch, but she lives in L.A.? Hmm, that's because she's a Fairweather fan. Hey, Sean. What? I got some fun facts. You ready for one? No, I'm ready to review this show so I can go to bed before 2 a.m. Sean. Nerd. Sean, you were five we're years old. Last time the Bengals. Yeah, let's not disclose <laughs> personal information on the stream, please. Uh, Jambeard says, hello, I am Springsteen. Nerd Guru says, why has no one mentioned Survivor Series? We are three weeks away from Survivor Series, and there is no mention of the show. There's no mention of... There have been passing mentions over who faces who, but that's it. Like, we we don't have any, like, real hype for this. Why do you think that is? Well, I think it's been like that for the last couple of pay-per-views. I mean, aside from SummerSlam, I don't remember the last pay-per-view that had any hype. I mean, they they two years ago, they had the big invasion angle with NXT that they fell into. 
Well, that was pretty good. But in terms of they need to switch it up, one of the big arguments that we had during Survivor Series season was that there was really no stakes. It was just the brand supremacy thing, but that was not enough. And even when you have, you know, for example, you know, an entire raw, I mean, entire, excuse me, an entire brand uh, dominating Survivor Series. And then even afterwards, there's no mention of that whatsoever. What's the point? We've got... The 24-7 segment backstage, Reggie doing more parkour. Even this is getting old to me, Denise. Like, I I liked it a lot at first, and then they just took him off TV for like a month and a half. I like that he's popping up on SmackDown, too. Uh, But this is getting old. I can only watch so many of these. Uh, Here's the thing. Whatever Drake Maverick's plan was, it's been two months. It ain't working. Yeah, this was not good. I think in terms of all of... See, this is... Okay, so the Reggie thing was good because for a while, they were going outside to different locations. They were having them do all this flippy stuff, this TikTok flippy stuff. And now it's just kind of... I think the last few weeks, it's been pretty much the exact same thing, the jumping on the truck, jumping off the truck, jumping off the truck in the backstage area. And then this one today, this one was probably the most simplest one they've done where... Because usually even for like the last couple of weeks, I'll be you know, be watching these segments whenever they do them. And I'll at least be like, oh, wow, like that was pretty cool. Like, all right, cool for Reggie. You know, that, that was pretty dope. Uh, this time I was like, all right, that was not anything really special. So if you're going to do it, you got to really blow people's minds when you do stuff like that. And they did not do that here. Uh, we got Rey Mysterio against Austin Theory. I was, okay, so this wasn't like a great match or anything. I loved uh, the torture rack breaker that Austin Theory did, but the camera cut away. There were a couple of production things that were totally Bush League on this show, and this was one of them. They just kept cutting away, and the match ends when Dominic hits Austin Theory in the face, and the ref, you say that the ref couldn't have possibly seen it, admittedly. No, they showed it in the replay. Okay. So, I mean, admittedly. He was looking. Admittedly, I wasn't looking that close either, but (laughs) (laughs) Dominic gets Ray DQ'd, (laughs) And I'm I'm glad. I mean, we, you don't see baby faces get DQ'd like this very often. I like it. They're setting up friction between Ray and Dominic very, very clearly. But Austin Theory keeping keep on getting wins. I'm glad they're not like 50-50ing here. Now, granted, him losing to Ray Mysterio wouldn't have hurt him at all. Ray Mysterio is a legend, but what do you think of all this? All right, so first and foremost, this was not a bad match, okay? This was definitely better than doing Austin Theory versus Dominic Mysterio. So at least Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory was pretty, it was it was okay. It was pretty entertaining. You know, like I've said before, Austin Theory, like he he can have a good match if he's in there with a good opponent. And obviously Rey Mysterio is a great opponent. Uh, but the problem here is I just didn't have any interest in this storyline, really. That was the thing that kind of took me away from the show and started taking me away from the show. And I also feel like I can't recall and I'm sure other people can probably you know come you know kind of correct me on this one but I don't recall the last time Rey Mysterio has had a match a singles match this long by himself like this was the longest I feel like I've seen Rey Mysterio on a singles match and like on TV in like a while and I'm sure he's had other ones but I don't remember like in recent time I do not remember and then in terms of the finish I missed the finish the first time I was like wait (laughs) what why is there a DQ then when they did the replay I was like what are you talking about 
the referee wasn't even looking the angle that they showed and that's why there was like there was this like this uh there was a pause too so the referee you know so he slaps him right so dominic slaps him and then the ref when he did that the referee's back was like this and dominic was like all the way back there and you can kind of see the ref like this so i mean unless his eye was like all over there like it really wasn't i, I need obvious. this guy refing jets games it was asap asap see sean this is what i mean you want me to be muted kate says dominic wearing ray as a backpack cringe almost as cringe as denise I'm I'm liking the the threading of the story. Like this story doesn't take too long. It doesn't take up too much time on the show. It's a progression. Austin Theory's getting some wins. Dominic isn't getting wins and he's upsetting his father. So I'm I'm as a lower card story, I'm fine with this. Well, also it's not realistic. Why you not? You want to know why? why? Because if he would, if he would have cost, if if my, if I would have cost my mom that match, my ass would have been beat with the goddamn chancla, okay? And Ray Mysterio was like, "It's okay." After it's I was okay. like, "Bruh, yeah. this ain't a real Latino family. That's not what would have happened. They would have been like, pendejo, mira lo que hicites, cabrón." Fair point. Um, Luis says, "Me every time I see Ray's shirt, Wu Tang." Uh, Jam Beard says, did you guys see Ryback's tweet about Vince? And the, I don't give a shit about what Ryback tweets. I'll do respect. I could not possibly give a shit. Him tweeting, any me caring, could could not be me at all. Did you uh, talk but, about Mansoor's tweet, his response to Ryback? Oh, Mansoor hosed him. That was great. Oh, Mansoor was a very popular person uh, among, yeah, that, that got sent to me multiple times by people on the roster. Um, Ryback also blocked me for some reason. Uh, so whatever. Uh, good for him. If it, if it helps his Twitter experience. Uh, Nerd Guru says, want to build true Survivor Series hype? Have Braun Breaker come out and deck Roman Reigns. Have Ciampa deck Big E. Throw rainbow paint. I mean, legitimately, if Braun Breaker would have won the NXT title and then came out and like stared down Roman Reigns, I would have gone batshit crazy over that. I would have been like, oh my, it's the new Roman. It's him. Like that's, I would have loved it. Now, a lot of people wouldn't have, but yeah. Brandon Charles Powell <laughs> says, Drake Maverick, Drake Maverick would just have us let it play out. No, thank you, bro. I still get those comments to let it play out. And I'm like, all right. Only, only sarcastically do I get them anymore. Oh. Anakin says, did you see the excerpt in Mox's book about Kevin Dunn? Buddy, I sure did. And um, I guess now's a good time to mention I've, I've for the last seven months, I've been working on a Kevin Dunn feature and I've spoken to like 12 wrestlers about it. So there's well, some good stuff tagged me in that. Cause I haven't seen it. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, he, he went in on Kevin Dunn. He Someone really tagged me, please. No one it's, tagged me in the good stuff, man. Yeah. It's in his book. I'm going to, I'm going to buy it. Very excited. Uh, we've got JW Pringle. Actually that's, that's uh, for another segment, but we've got the Veer promo. Uh, Mahan is his name, I believe. Is this doing anything for you? I missed this. I was washing dishes, but I heard like they were teasing somebody and I was like, I'll sit down and find out right now. And then I saw somebody tweet about Veer and I was like, oh, it was about Veer, but I missed the actual thing. But it was it the yeah. same thing they did the week before where they said Veer is coming to Raw. Did they change his name? Same thing. They, they added like uh, Mahan to it as well. So it's Veer Mahan now? Yes. 
Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm kind of glad that they added him. I don't, I don't like the one name stuff. Yes. We have the Dirty D-Wags against the Street Profits. And you got RK-Bro on commentary. I loved RK-Bro on commentary because we never hear Orton on commentary. His word carries a lot of weight. Riddles does not, but it's a nice contrast. And I thought this match was really good. I've seen it, I feel like, a billion times, but there's still stuff that I like. Uh, There was a catapult into a DDT that I thought was really, really amazing. And uh, Randy Orton was like putting people over during this match. And that, that works really, really well. Uh, but you don't seem like you enjoy this that much, Denise. Sean, you know when you're driving and you zone out and then you come back and you're like, what the frick? Like, what happened? Oh, shit, I wasn't really paying attention. Damn, I don't know how I made it over here. Oh That's exactly gosh. what happened to me during this match. I'm sorry. I have seen this match a zillion times. I, 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 I was, I was dead during this match i'm sorry uh and when i the parts that i did pay attention to the crowd wasn't into it i saw people full on looking at each other having conversations <laughs> in the front row and i was watching them have did a you see that shitty call in the Bengals jets game yeah i did it was one of the worst of all John, time. i don't want to say anything anymore because i'm just gonna hurt your feelings denise check your mentions i tagged you in it says anakin Thank you, anakin i appreciate it so another weird thing happens the, the whole finish was so stupid the finish and the aftermath made me go why did i watch this denise montez ford a former tag team champion is on the top rope and omas's music hits and i don't know what it is about wdb where they think that people need to be like music what and then lose how how do they book people to be this stupid to where they're like Music? No way. Well, that's Omos's music, so I better hurry because he's going to get down here real quick as if that man is lumbering down there. Why the hell do you give a damn? Either he's going get, to get you DQ'd or you can just hit your frog splash and win. So weird. Why Sean, didn't this? you say you liked this show? This is the same thing you did to me last week. You said you liked it and then you didn't like anything on it. <laughs> I like plenty of stuff on it. I like the action in the ring. In fact, most of the stuff that we're that I like, we haven't talked about yet. But <laughs> all right, well, <laughs> I just wanted I just to mention a bunch of up. things I liked. Orton, I liked the the DDT. I liked the yeah, in ring action. You're finding like very specific things. It's like, oh, I like the way Matt well, smiled. Denise, you know, like come on. I know that in the middle of all your trolling, you might have forgotten this, but what? That's our job. Okay, fine. I was trying to find stuff, Sean. I'm sorry. This raw was rough for me. Okay. I really tried. You didn't read my DM in three hours, Sean. I read it. I read I it. Had, I didn't reply. I it. had seven tweets only about raw. I got so bored. How are you going to make was, it? I was tweeting about Christmas. I mean, there you go. Uh, <laughs> and then another weird snafu. They're playing it up. Orton's going to go after Omos. Orton's going to go after Omos. And then, bam, they cut to a, a Damian Priest backstage interview and vignette. What the hell is with tonight? That was so weird. It was so weird. I don't know what to tell you. This this was a rough one for me. I'm sorry. Very dumb. Uh, Orlando says, any word on AJ Styles? Maybe he's taking time off. Um, I'll have an update if I can. Uh, Jam Beard says, music, everyone's one weakness. Boy, ain't that the truth. 
Uh, Jam Beard says Veer got the reverse WWE treatment. He grew an extra name. <laughs> that is true. Congratulations, yeah. Veer. Uh, we've got a super chat. Oh, I thank you very much. Injection says, I'd love for you to be Wyndham's first interview. Well, I doubt that I will be. He seems like the kind of guy that would do something on his own. I didn't know he was directing that towards you. Didn't say Sean on it. Uh, yeah, I, I guarantee you it's me. Anyway, uh, FightfulSelect.com. There have been a lot of reports about Bray Wyatt and you know, Wyndham and what led to his departure and some of the things that happened before then. Uh, I've got a story that I, I would highly doubt would be refuted by him coming to Fightful Select tomorrow. And it's got some Vince McMahon elements, some creative elements, some fiend elements. Uh, it's going to get people talking, I think, because it's, it's, a, it's a very interesting one. It ties into Randy Orton, WrestleMania, a lot of unhappiness around that. FightfulSelect.com. Go ahead and subscribe. Well, Denise, backstage, we've got Zelina cutting promos in her British accent, which I enjoy. Uh, but I think it would have been funnier if Nikki and Rhea talked to her in an American accent while she did it. <laughs> okay, but fine. Then, that would have been funny. That would have been funny. Done that. But that's where the good ends to me. Because this is another women's tag title reign that they keep booking like they they suck like they don't mean shit we're talking two former women's champions this year denise booked like shit and you know what we're gonna get denise this same match again that's what's gonna happen so we're gonna get this match a million times but here's my thing okay what did i okay what did i miss when did carmella and zelina become besties because i i oh my missed God. That months ago months ago no they were besties already yes oh damn my bad Oh, okay. The contract signing. Okay. I remember that. Sorry. It took me a second. Um, for me in terms of like this whole story, this is where I have to start off with. This has been like my pet peeve, Sean. I'm, I sound like a broken record, but it's like, they keep mixing everything in together. And I was kind and I, I don't know if I was hoping, but I guess like I kind of wanted to see maybe them do something creatively different with Zelina now that she was, you know, the queen of the ring and all of that. And I don't know what I was realistically expecting, but I kind of got a little bit just like, uh, we're going into this title picture and now her and Carmella are teaming together. Okay, fine, I guess. But for, for, for Nikki and Rhea Ripley, it's like their idea of them as a tag team made sense in the beginning. And I was here for it. I really was because I knew they weren't going to be in the title picture, et cetera. But now I'm thinking, okay, now they're kind of have the same thing that Naya and Shayna had. When Naya and Shayna were tag team partners, you were just kind of like, okay, they need to break them up already. Like, this is it. Like, this isn't going anywhere. This isn't getting any better. It's the exact same thing. That's kind of how I feel right now for Rhea and Nikki, where it's like it started off good and there was a good concept there, but they never fully executed that concept. So now it's kind of like these two girls are stuck together because there's no other option for them. And at this point, I'm like, I'd rather see them separately in like, you know, I don't know, being in the mid card for the women then rather than being in this tag team division picture. But it's just hard because they don't have women that are solely dedicated to the tag team division, women that are solely dedicated to, you know, uh, being, you know, single stars in terms of like, uh, you know, pursuing the Raw yes. Women's Championship, SmackDown Women's Championship, whatever you want to call it, well, for whatever brand we're talking about. So for me, it's like, 
it just it doesn't mean anything. Yep, and they they backed themselves into that corner. I'll say it every time. Adding the NXT Women's Tag Team Titles stifled that. It it stifled a whole lot of people, and it was very it was unnecessary. It kind of it slowed them down. I I don't I don't know why they did also, it. Also, I hate to be nitpicky, Sean. I really really sure. do. But the mask thing, as a girl oh, that God. takes care of my skin. Every time I put a mask on and I have sensitive skin, I break the hell out. So <laughs> you're talking about Carmella using this mask to protect her face. If you think about it, it could, it doesn't really make sense because the material on your skin and you're sweating while you're wrestling, technically, it's kind of harming you instead of helping you and protecting your look. So somebody came up with this idea, clearly did not know what it's like to be somebody that wears makeup and has skincare products going in the ring and wrestling with a full mask on your face yeah this gimmick sucks i wish they would move on carmella does her best to make the best of everything but the hey i'm hot character can only go so far nerd guru says i'd love for the raw women's mania match to be becky versus bianca versus Rhea. uh Rhea is so dead in the water it's depressing it's their own doing too Cameron Johnson says, go Cincinnati Bengals. They are great. The best team in the NFL. Thank Is you. Is that your burner, Sean? Cyclops says, why are you even a Jets fan? It's been a horrible four years. Jeffrey because says, I'm loyal. Jeffrey says, I'm torn. I hate the Jets, but love a good troll. Well, you're going to love this. Blocked. Shauna Walensky says, here's a fun fact. The Jets suck and haven't won a Super Bowl this millennium. And are I'm sorry, when did, the, when did the Bungles win one? D tell me, Sean, when was that? You can't even intentionally call them the Bungles. You, I'm you I'm slip telling, up. Sean, Who taught you Bungles in the last Sean, week? Consistently one of the worst teams, just saying. Sean, tell me when. Tell me when. Shauna says, Zelina, Carmella, being the mean girls, lost me. I'm tired of women attacking other women for being different. Why does it have to be like this? Across, That's the only storyline we get. Across every promotion, it's... LOL, you're ugly. And I'm like, God damn. I didn't like it when Britain Thunder Rosa did it. I don't like it here. I just don't like it. You need to start a feud between Kate and I. I'll be like, oh, well, she's ugly. And then Kate will be like, yeah, well, she's ugly, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> there Beard you go. Says, that, that is a skit that I will tell you to film and then we'll never follow up on. Jam Beard <laughs> says, Mask Mella sounds like a Johnny Ace idea. Guys, you all greatly overstate how much input johnny ace has on stuff like that uh you really do well we had a really good match with finn balor and chad gable i loved every damn thing about this i loved the booking of the match i love that chad gable stayed strong the actual match kicked ass the moonsault was great i liked the pin off of the superplex it was finn balor pinning a heel clean with a good pin and then he got the hell out of there. And Chad Gable looked awesome. He hung in there with a universal champion. This is what these people who you don't have in the, the world title scene, the U.S. title scene, should be doing. They have competitive matches. That way, whenever somebody beats them, it looks like it means something, Denise. That way it's not just crushing them in two minutes and that's it. This Chad Gable has use. I loved everything about this. I, th I thought this is one of my favorite things on, on the show tonight.
I have a question for you, though, Sean, based on how embarrassingly Finn Balor lost and how things necessarily haven't been going his way, though. I don't think it would have. I love this match. OK, I'll, don't get me wrong, sure. but I don't think it would have killed them to give them a dominant victory here. Sure. I, I think I don't, he needed I don't disagree it. with that. But I, in terms of like the actual match, dude, I was just so happy to see something new, something fresh. And the second I was like, all right, I know we're getting uh, Chad Gable, Finn Balor. I'm expecting a good wrestling match. And we got a nice wrestling match. So I was a fan of this. I, I like that they even thought to put this match together. Uh, I even laughed at Chad Gable's uh, line at the top of this when he said uh, that he's going to turn uh, the prince into a peasant. I was like, all right. I cackled a little bit. This is great. I like that. I thought everything about this was good. The match itself kicked so much ass. This was what I want to see on Raw. If this would have kicked off Raw, I would have been happy with it. Sure, a little less uh, attractive as far as marquee value than Bianca and ba and Becky by, by far, but a great, great match. This was awesome. This is what I want to see more of on Raw. You're building up Finn Balor, presumably to take on Big E somewhere down the line so keep giving him wins what i don't want to see them do is like right before he loses and then they give him the title shot which is what they do so much yeah they need Razor. and they should, also, they should use this and i know that finn balor used this in his promo when he was uh when they were setting up that four-way ladder match the mm -hmm. him being you know a, you know uh any former nxt champion etc and uh, they yeah. should use that more speaking of the argument that we were having earlier about them incorporating some of those nxt accolades do that for finn balor in this if you want to you know help boost the guy up i agree guys get your super chats in and get your questions or statements Red on the air and leave a thumbs up if you don't mind. R26 saying the Joshi article in the new Fightful Mag was A++. It was. It was really, really great. Uh, FightfulMag.com over there. Make sure you guys check that out as well. Razor says we need Fightful BTE type skits. We do them every so often. Uh, it's just a matter of actually getting together and filming them and doing stuff like that. But haven't in a I haven't in a while. Although I did repost. did Jeremy do them? Did, do Jeremy them? does them all the time, yeah. Yeah. Jeremy does them all the time. I've uh, gotten a little busy for that. But I did uh, do a, a Grinch song for Denise last year that was That was last popular. year. You got to re-upload that, like, come Christmas season and, like, repost yeah. it up in a brand new tweet. So much work. I don't know how I found the time to do that, but it was it was worth every second. As I did it, I was like, I should be doing something more important right now. I really should. What else we got on this show? Oh, boy. Another thing that I love, Denise. What was? Oh, Damien Priest? Yes. He yeah. and T-Bar beat the shit out of each other. It ruled. There were two spots in particular. Three that I really loved. One, Damien Priest made that table explode. And then... T-Bar off the second rope did a choke slam backbreaker. Holy crap. And the super Samoan drop. It seemed like the last couple of weeks that a focus has been put on wrestling in ring wrestling more. Uh, this, this is what they should have had T-Bar doing the last year. This is definitely what they should have been doing with him, for, like you said, for the last year in terms of like the table spot was great. Uh, T-Bar, 
tying up uh, Damien Priest in the ropes and just like smacking him nonstop. Did you see Damien Priest's uh, stomach yes. after that? He had all the marks of the candle sh- candlestick shots on his on his stomach. That was good. I mean, I like this. This this was probably to me the thing that felt the most different on this show. And I know that Finn Balor, Chad Gable felt different on this show, but this match to me kind of felt like, okay, there's some effort being put into this, at least this. So I did this. And, you know, I thought for a second, like, okay, maybe T-Bar will end up winning this somehow because it's WWE and you know how they book shit. But they they made him look like a threat tonight. He looked like a threat. And he should have looked like a threat a long time ago. He should have been put in this spot. I believed every single thing that he did, every offensive mover maneuver I bought. This is the type of guy Vince always liked, the really big dude. Now, a lot of times he'd like them as broad as a barn. That's just not the way that athletes are built these days. Uh, they're built like athletes, like these two people are. They can do incredible athletic things. You got people running the ball up the floor in the NBA that are six foot eight. So, I mean, let your wrestling reflect athleticism in the world as well. Sheldon says, T-Bar and Priest had a good match with Priest's new theme. Priest's new theme is terrible. My God, no wonder we can't have nice things. It it fit him a little more tonight. I, th- I It seemed like he... Why are you shaking your head, Denise? Because I love the old song Oh, I love so the old much. theme, too. So I'm seemed... sorry, like when you were up here, like I can't, it was my favorite theme song. So oh, everything was... else was just good. They were going to have to find something better. And this wasn't better. We it just was... had this conversation too. in our yeah, theme was... song ranking. Yeah, it was way, way better. It was. Uh, I felt like this week he was feeling it a lot more than last week. He had workshopped it, the entrance a little bit more. It's just like, why, why move from what you had? I think this. they did it. Yeah. I I mean, they because of obviously the character change and they don't want him having, you know, coming out here and sure. doing, the, you know, all of the stuff that he was doing prior. So I get why they did it, but it still still makes me sad. Tenshiro says commentary calling priest the walking embodiment of the str- eternal struggle between good and evil gave me flashbacks to my college writing workshops. It's just it's such a weird thing that, you know, they're going to fit into every single match that he's got. Well, people don't really talk like that. You're the embodiment of good of eternal struggles. Internal- oh, you, I, I can't even say it. You made it sound way more normal than it was. Uh, this guy is effortlessly cool. Like every time I see Damian Priest, I'm like, he seems like a cool dude. Seems like somebody you would hang out with. Seems like just somebody who could whip everybody's ass. And yeah. And Phil even mentioned he explained to me why he did the Archer gimmick. Then they just dropped it. Because he actually likes archery, and he he dug that. Matt James says last week they were talking about a priest heel turn, or we were talking about one, and now we're getting Apollo Cruz in there. Why can't we get Lee versus Priest? When the music hit, Denise, I was like, is that like Bearcat Lee's music? Because that would make sense. No, it's Apollo freaking Cruz. Fantastic athlete, fantastic performer. This gimmick sucks ass. It doesn't for some reason. It okay on SmackDown. It was tolerable. Like it got by on Raw. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Like I don't know why I tolerated it on you know SmackDown, but for some reason it's not sticking properly on Raw. You know what happened the last time you saw Apollo on SmackDown? He he was losing an Intercontinental Title match to Nakamura. You know what happened before that? 
what he was losing like a 10 man tag on SmackDown. You know what happened before that? He was losing a tag match on SmackDown. What happened before that? He was losing his title on SmackDown. What happened before that? He was losing a contenders match on SmackDown. How about before that? A six man tag. How about before that? Another tag. How about before that? He lost a money in the bank qualifying match. That's what you've seen of Apollo Crews on SmackDown. He won a match on main event last week, but nobody knows that except for me because I'm the only one who watches it because it's my job. You have a guy come over <laughs> off of eight straight losses. Audience oh. one. <laughs> my God. Okay. After, after he won the Intercontinental title, he held that title for four months and he, he successfully defended it like I think one or two times and he just lost all the way around. Like they have completely nerfed him. I do not give a damn about this character. And that's a shame because I love Apollo Cruz as a performer. You haven't even gotten into his raw stuff was he was doing before that. Eh. I don't want to think about it. I, I feel bad. I feel it. bad because for a while, I think that, you know, this new character and they gave him a lot of, you know, they gave him Commander Z's. They gave him, you know, this, you know, they gave him mic time on SmackDown and they gave him a lot. And for a second, it was working. And then it just all completely unraveled. And it's just not working. Like I said on Raw, it, it, it's just not working. Like, I do not buy that Apollo Crews is going to beat Damian Priest. But the reality is he's going to beat Damian Priest. He's going to beat him in a non-title championship contenders match because Commander Aziz, looking like a cartoon character, is going to throw him into the table or hit him or something, and Apollo Crews is going to sneak out a victory. That's that's what's going to happen. Joel Wood says, I think a Priest heel turn is coming, usually when they start taking away everything the fans cheered for as the entrance. A I thought it was already here. Off. You would think. Oh, I loved the camera. Uh, the camera zooming in on his face after the table spot. Oh, that yeah. Was cool to me. Yeah, that, that was cool. And he, and he, I liked like him just basically looking like, like all pissed and stuff, but yeah. like amped about it. Yeah, that was good stuff. And him dropping T-Bar on his head and that that finish was good too. Jambeard saying Priest being half good and half bad feels like they're trying to recreate Aleister Black. He's never truly evil. He's never truly good. Yeah, it seems like they were like, oh, maybe that guy was onto something. And then, I don't know, man. I found that one truly confusing. Well, Denise. Am I fired? I, What's Lex? If you were, if you were, I would rest a lot easier. But fortunately, I'm resting really well already with helixsleep.com slash Fightful. Let me tell you guys, last year I was in the market for a new mattress. And what I did not want to do is go to a mattress store. Well, why is that? Well, the pandemic was last year. And I didn't want to roll around on some mattress that a sweat hog like Denise was rolling around on. I didn't want to just go go over there and just spend, spend time and waller on a mattress that, that Tom Gee was on. That's a giraffe right there. You don't want that at all. But helixsleep.com slash Fightful has your answer. No matter what kind of sleeper you are, you go there, you take the quiz, and you get match up for the perfect mattress for you. You wouldn't buy a mattress for somebody else. Why would you? 
You go there, you test it out. Well, with Helix Sleep, you don't have to do that. They have soft, medium, firm mattresses, ones that cool you down, ones that align your spine, ones that are for plus-size sleepers as well. I used to just be a back sleeper. Now I'm also a side sleeper because this mattress has worked out so well for me. I matched up with the Dust Lux model. And if you're looking for a mattress, you take this quiz, you order it, you get matched up, it ships to your door for free. You don't have to go to a mattress store again. And it's got a 10-year warranty. You try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows. Those pillows have changed my life as well. When you go to helixsleep.com slash Fightful, also hit them up on Twitter, at Helix Sleep. I love it. It has changed my, my sleep quality. I used to sleep on a slab of memory foam, and now I don't. And uh, my lower back pain has went away. A lot of my neck pain has went away. I broke my neck uh, about 12 years ago, and this has helped it so, so much. It has me living much more comfortably than I used to live. Uh, it's the op- top overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Real mature, Denise. I'm sure our sponsors love that. Why do you put me on camera? Oh. Am I muted? Oh, sorry. I thought I was muted. Why are you put me on camera then? Take me off the camera. I'm Sean. paying you. You have the power. I'm taking I get- you off the microphone right now. So we've got Seth Rollins and Big E out for a promo. Seth Rollins doing his little braggy stuff. Uh, Big E confronts him. And they are interrupted by Kevin Owens. And Seth Rollins had been challenged by Big E already, and Seth's like, nah, I don't want to do that. No thanks, bro. But Kevin Owens comes out, and he's like, well, I want a match with Big E. I had no idea they never wrestled before. They have never had a singles match, Denise. So they really? set it, never, ever. So they set it up for tonight. What did you think of the promo that preceded the match? Well, I think we need to talk about uh, the Kevin. Are we talking yet about the Kevin Owens line where he said the three years and three months stuff? Yes. Kevin Owens said, no matter if I'm here for three months or three years, I'm always going to give these fans something to remember. His contract legitimately is up in three months. Do you think that was an Easter egg in the terms of, hey, he's leaving at three months or, hey, he's going to be signing an additional three years? What does that mean, Sean? Uh, be okay. reading in between the lines? Okay, so I know a little bit about this situation, but what I'm about to talk about, I don't know. So, I would assume that if he signs with WWE again, it would be for three years. I think, I think that was a reference. Now, I don't know if they've offered him a new deal. I don't know if they've offered him a three-year deal. It just seems like to me, based on me knowing that his deal is up in three months, that he's probably got a three-year deal on the table. That is me saying, I think, please, websites do not report me as as saying that I reported that because I didn't. I think that absolutely was an Easter egg, Denise. I think that's him saying, hey, guys, I'm weighing my options. Am I going to leave in three months or am I going to sign a new three-year deal? I think it's what he was saying. Yeah, I feel like he wouldn't have been so specific in the number that he said. And it, and you could get away with it easy, easy, right? Because you can be like, oh, yeah, like five months, five days, five hours, right? That's such, yes. such a common thing to say. It, it could possibly mean nothing. But when you already know the whole three-month thing and then he says the three-year thing, you can't help but to read into that. And Kevin Owens seems like the guy that would kind of have fun with the people and kind of, you know, 
throw something in there to get people did, thinking. So he could be there jerking us around or being legit. Did you notice the Big E line? Big Which E one? said there can only be one face of Monday Night Raw. This isn't Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore was the group Kevin Owens was in with the Young Bucks and Adam Cole. Yeah. Oh, I, man. I love okay. that stuff. And if you're WWE and you get wind of that, lean into it. People love this type of stuff. It makes you feel a little bit more rewarded. Uh, Mike New York says, did Vince forget that Survivor Series is the next pay-per-view? It's likely. Uh, by the way, guys, uh, send a super chat. Uh, we are heading down the home stretch. We're at the main event already. Nerd Guru says, KO could be booked to absolute crap on the way out, yet he will still take these crazy bumps for us. He loves the fans. I'll always love KO, but be all elite. I think Kevin Owens has got a place either either place. Uh, you know what? Like for me, I think it depends on what they look. If I'm WWE, I would put, and, if, and I want to keep Kevin Owens, mm -hmm. which I'm sure they do. I would do everything in my power to be adding some very interesting storylines yes. to basically convince him like, Hey, like look at what you, we did with you the last three months. Hey, this is our plan moving forward. What we can do for you now. Again, that's me thinking in terms of wanting to keep an employee now will that happen that's a totally different story to me that's what you do to me you don't bury somebody you show them that they're valuable and you show them that you, you book them like adam cole you book them like brian danielson now granted did those work out for them no they didn't but look at how adam cole and brian danielson are talking about the company on the way out i had people in a story that i reported this weekend in WWE that are like, yeah, we think the door is very open for Brian Danielson. So. And yeah, I mean, like they just got to do it. They just got to do what they got to do. That's it. They got to at least try. That's the thing. Like they got to at least try, maybe put some effort to, you know, maybe get him thinking about this and not have it be such an easy decision. Yeah. JW Pringle says Rollins stole his grandmother's couch and wore it as a suit tonight. Shame for Mr. Rollins for shame. Stephen Levy, I says, love the su subtle references to KO or, or in the KO Seth Big E promo. The Owens contract, Homelander, Mount Rushmore, and a lot of matches. Um, they did. It was a very good in-ring night, and this match was a part of it. But, oh, my God, Kevin Owens squished Big E like three times. The Cannonball, the Centon, the Swanton. Holy crap. That's the rough. thing, Kevin, like I've been saying this and it, it was true when Kevin Owens says like he'll bring it like no matter what yeah. night he's on. It's the truth. Doesn't matter what card he's on. Doesn't matter who he's wrestling. Doesn't matter if it's on a pay-per-view, if it's a title, non-title, it does not matter. He literally brings a lot of excitement to what he does in the ring. Uh, I thought this was perfectly fine. I, I honestly wish that I had would have been more interested on some of the other stuff that happened in the show, because by the time we got to this main event, I was worn the hell out and it did unfortunately take away some of my interest in the main event more. So if I would have had a lot, you know, had the show been good leading up to the main event, I would have felt a little bit more invested, but unfortunately it did take me out a little bit. And even with the uh, Seth interference, I didn't really feel like it took away from the match. It was fine. Yeah. I thought this was a, gr a good main event, a good way to end the night. Love the match. Seth, tried to get Kevin Owens to sort of join up with him. He's like, listen, I help you tonight. Maybe you help me down the line. I give you the first title shot. And Owens is like, no, but Owens sees Rollins interfere 
and still tries to capitalize on it. Big E wins anyway, which uh, a fantastic match. And Big E does not trust Kevin Owens afterwards. He's like, I saw that. I know what happened. And Kevin Owens is like, listen, man, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Kevin Owens, on his own self-fulfilling character arc since turning babyface Denise, has been, I know I was a piece of shit. I'm trying to not be a piece of shit. He references it constantly, constantly. And he's in there with maybe the other guy who is the best at trying to make everything matter, Big E. And Big E hits him with a big ending, and he's like, I haven't forgotten you. He's like, I know you're the guy that showed up and said your name was Big O and teamed with the New Day and then turned on them. He's like, I have not forgotten about you. I love that, Denise. Why wouldn't he? I did too, because a lot of the times, you know, they make the champions look dumb. This was Big E basically saying, I'm not going to be an idiot and I'm not going to fall for this stuff. So I like the fact that Big E didn't just necessarily be like, all right, cool. We're on the same page. Nah, he reacted. And I thought that it made him, it made him to me a stronger, more respectable uh, champion. Like it just added to his character and to his depth. And, you know, as, you know, as a champion, I thought it added so much to him. Joel Wood says, I'm confused why WWE would invest time in teasing Kevin Owens' heel turn later in the night if he's just going to leave in three months. Well, stay confused because there, there is nothing set. Like, there's, they don't have a guarantee he's going to stay. So that's what they're doing. They are teasing a turn, and he might leave in three months. I mean, I can't give you a, I can't make it make sense to you, but they do that type of stuff all the time. They, they do it to cater to whatever it is that their story needs to be. Uh, Jambeard says Seth came to Raw dressed as a pumpkin pie. Amazing. And they were both wearing orange. So it was like, yeah. I feel like I'm seeing two pumpkins. It was great. I like it. Ty I can Noles. never guess Seth Rollins' outfits every week. You always I, I swear he's got to rent those. There's no way. There's Surely he didn't know. buy them all. You never know. I mean, some Maybe people he's... invest a lot in a certain thing. Like some people collect certain things and they don't care. Like they'll invest yeah. all their money in it. That might be his thing. Luis says, just for Sean, Big O Wankston. That's probably my favorite interview clip ever. Uh, Ty Noel says, I'm ready for Kevin to go back to Kevin Steen and be on screen with the Bucks and Cole in the next couple of months. Well, it won't be the next couple of months. It'll take at least three, my friend. But I think a lot of people are as well. Um, I, I think a change of pace for Owens, even for a couple years, would probably be a good thing. Uh, but I guess we'll see. I Brian- think it's, do you remember what Brian Danielson said? in that post-media scrum when he said that it wasn't necessarily that he felt like he had a bad relationship, you know, with WWE or anything like that. You know, he put over Vince, he put over WWE. And then he says, uh, but he, he, when he compared it to marriage and basically said like, Oh, like, you know, but it was safe and he wanted something different. I almost feel like that could be essentially, you know, aligned with the exact same thing that, you know, Kevin Owens might be like, all right, well, I already know what to expect from here. I don't know what to expect from AEW. Jam Beard says, I've heard this show was Alex, a.k.a. Tony D'Angelo's favorite episode of Raw. Couldn't stop tweeting about how much he loved it. Uh, Alex Palowski hated this episode of Raw. Uh, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com and hear Sour Graps. I, I think he'll probably do it tomorrow night. Avery Duncan says, I've been praying for Heel KO Prizefighter to come back, and hopefully he comes back soon and wins the title around Chamber in February. Well, that would mean that he's re-signed a new deal or he signed an extension. So if that were the case, uh, that would that would mean a long term deal. I would I, I would assume. 
Brian Doyle says, I thought it was a bit of a heel move for Big E to drop Owens like that post-match given KO apologized. It made Big E look bad as a face. I disagree. I disagree. It made him look smart. Why would yeah. he trust him? Yeah, it's exactly what I was saying. It didn't make it didn't make him look like an idiot. Like he's he's smarter than that. Like Biggie, uh, Kevin Owens said sorry. Who gives a shit? He was mad. Who who, who cares? I I don't think it looks makes him look bad at all. Some some of the biggest baby faces in wrestling do heelish stuff. Most of the stuff that Steve Austin did would have been perceived as heel stuff to an awful lot of people. Guys, again, leave a thumbs up on this video. I'm interviewing Mandy Rose tomorrow. Well, I've interviewed her. The interview goes up tomorrow. We talk NXT, Sonya Deville, uh, the Otis storyline, going back to NXT, Toxic Attraction, a lot of cool stuff there. Sheldon Jackson wraps us up by saying, fight Steen, fight, and I missed the package pile driver finisher. So does he. He told me in our interview uh, a while back that he pushes for it to come back all the time. Denise, tell the people what you got going on. We did a video that released last week. We did, and it did pretty well. And some people hated my ranking. Some people were still mad about you and what you did with Across the Nation, but whatever. Um, so we ranked Forcible Entry over on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Sean and I literally go through all 19 songs and talk about which ones we love and which ones we don't. Additionally, uh, so you guys can go check out that video, which is really fun. And then additionally, today I interviewed Ruby Soho, and it was such a nice conversation. It felt so it cool to have this like one-on-one -on -one conversation with her and she talks about you know the tbs women's championship tournament and then she also talks about um you know she she talks about working with brett baker and then we do our 10 question lightning round so it was like a nice half hour conversation so if you want to get to know ruby soho just a little bit more uh i think it's a pretty fun interview if you guys want to check it out also the more love those interviews get maybe just maybe i can keep trying to get more interviews so hopefully that all works out must be nice what are you talking about? Uh, never mind. I will tell you afterwards. Um, where I would, am I at? I would love an AEW interview. I've had one through AEW all year. Um, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Also, watch my reels on Instagram because Instagram's paying up and I need money. Damn. Yeah, uh, follow us on Instagram, by the way, because I would like for Fightful to get on that. Instagram.com slash Fightful online. Also, Alex Pawlowski is starting Sour Graps in like five minutes. So if you want a more negative review, FightfulSelect.com. That's the most direct way to support us. At the end of the month, we always have a bunch of drop-offs, cancellations and stuff. Re-up. Until next time, guys, we're out. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.